to another episode of the Midwest Auto Sports Podcast. Very, very special episode today. Someone very close to my heart is here in the quote-unquote studio with me. Um, my fiance, Amy Pribnow, and for those of you who know the name Pribnow, yes, she is related to Robbie Pribnow, but we don't really know how. Um, but he's like her uncle or something like that, um, right? Like cousin. Cousin? Okay, we so like know. second we cousin. Something like that. Uncle, we okay. don't know. Well, Amy, my wonderful fiance Amy is in the studio here today, and we're gonna get a really unique perspective on the state of racing right now. Um, you're a very new local race fan. You've been a fan of NASCAR, and um, you know maybe watched a couple indie races here and there mm-hmm. um, with your dad. I know your dad's huge into NASCAR, so um, you're no stranger to racing, but you are sort of a stranger to local. Dirt track racing, correct? Yes. Until this past year, obviously. Yes. It just comes with being a part of my life. Racing is automatically a part of your life. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Not sorry. Um, but yeah, so we're going to get a pretty unique perspective. This is still a full show, though, so we'll still have on um, all the news, all the results, because racing is back. Um, very, very excited to say. Actually, have it pulled up on my computer right now. The Wild Wing Shootout is happening So uh, as we're recording this. So uh, very, very exciting uh, to have... Racing back on U.S. soil, of course, those of you who've been watching the racing in Australia, New Zealand, like I have because I work second shift, uh, so I get home and the features are like just thrown to the track. It's perfect. Um, but as always, we are presented by Sage Fruit. Sage Fruit is a high-quality grower, packer, and shipper of Washington State apples, pears, and cherries. We work hard on the farm, in the packing houses, and in sales to deliver an exceptional eating experience to our customers. For the past 17 years, Sage Fruit has been a proud sponsor of Sprint Cars and Sprint Car Racing. We value our relationship with Sprint Car fans and appreciate your continued support of Sage Fruit. Ask for Sage Fruit at your local grocer. Sage Fruit, an exceptional eating experience. And we're going to kick things off. We've just got a couple things in the asphalt news. Um, not really a whole lot. I don't even think Will and I really talked about this two weeks ago, I think, was the last time. Three weeks ago. Because we had one, we had sort of a half show last week just on our Facebook page. And then the week before, we totally had off um, getting kind of prepped for our Chili Bowl coverage. Um, and Will was already actually in Tulsa at that point. So uh, we don't, I don't think we ever talked about this. But uh, the Superstar Racing Experience, which is like kind of a... If those of you who are familiar with IROC back in the day, um, it's kind of the best of all these different series coming into one discipline and racing like six or seven times a year. They're coming to Slinger, uh, which is really cool. Uh, the drivers confirmed, I believe, are like Tony Stewart, Bobby Labonte, um, uh, Tony Kanan, Mark Weber, who's an F1 winner, F1 race winner. Um, 
and a few other drivers as well. I know uh, Ernie Francis Jr., he's like a five-time Trans Am champion, and he's only like 22 years old or something ridiculous like that. Um, so it's a really, really just kind of all-star um, series, and it's going to be a mix of asphalt and dirt. Obviously, Slinger is asphalt, um, but that's super, so, so, so cool um, that Superstar Race ex Experience is coming to Slinger. In fact, they released their entire schedule, if I can scroll down on my page far enough to find it here. Um yeah, it's fantastic. It's That's good for all racing in Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin's going to be kind of a hotbed this year, obviously. A lot of awesome dirt track races, NASCAR Cup Series, mm -hmm. Road America. We're going to go to that, I think. When is that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking for it right now. Um, oh, it's July 4th. It's the oh, it's it's on July 4th, yeah. That's because oh. that's the IRA has a uh, 5,000 to win NASCAR weekend kickoff thing on Thursday night. So that's going to be a really, really cool thing. And there, apparently there's going to be some some sort of incentives for NASCAR drivers to come race that, um, which is really cool. Along with another IRA thing, we'll get to that um, in a little bit, another schedule edition for them, uh, which is going to be really, really cool. I can't find the date uh, for the SRX race, but uh, we'll move on. The biggest probably cable channel that um or cable i guess network um television channel that broadcasts racing nbc sports network they do indycar a bunch of nascar obviously um and i want to say moto gp as well um they're closing up shop at the end of 2021 so um basically the second half of the nascar season the entire indycar season um when indycar is not being shown on nbc itself um, and MotoGP um, doesn't have a broadcast partner now in the United States um, after 2021, unless they put it on a streaming service, which would suck. Because uh, I don't think IndyCar, at least the races themselves, they don't need to be on a streaming service. They can be on network TV. They're big enough. Same thing with NASCAR. It would really have to. It would really suck to have to pay for Peacock just to watch an IndyCar or a NASCAR race. I think it should. Oh, I be. thought it was free. Not anymore. That's what I'm saying. Not on Peacock. No. 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 It's like ten. It's like ten, fifteen bucks a month, just like Netflix. Yeah, that's why everybody. Well, was... they advertised it that it yeah. was free when the office got taken <laughs> off of Netflix, so that's why. I'm I don't think it's free. It might be free to NBC, like people that have um, cable, right, or have network TV. We don't, so <laughs> a lot of people don't know nowadays, which is perfect. That's why Flow Racing Who exists. Needs cable when you got internet. When you have Flow Racing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um. All right, uh, so that's pretty much it for Asphalt News. You know, we haven't had a show in a couple weeks, but there really hasn't been much going on in the Asphalt game, obviously. Nice voice crack there. Um, but there just it really isn't that much going on. F1's off. NASCAR comes back in a couple weeks here uh, for the Daytona 500. Mm -hmm. uh, the Roar Before the 24 is happening this weekend, actually, which is the uh, like qualifying sort of thing before the Rolex 24 Hours of Daytona. Um and obviously a couple NASCAR stars racing in there, Jimmy Johnson, Chase Elliott. Uh, so that's something to watch this weekend if you're uh, itching for some sports car racing or stuff on asphalt. But there's been a lot of dirt news, most of it thanks to the Chili Bowl. Um, obviously this happened a week ago. It feels like almost a month ago now. Um, but Kyle Larson obviously took the win uh, two in a row for KL at the Tulsa Expo Center. Um, and Wisconsin and Illinois drivers definitely impressed um, down there, Carter Sarf had a run, I believe, from the J-Main all the way to the, or the I-Main. 
He had a run from the I main to the H main. So he ran three features, transferred out of the H main, but then found a hole in his radiator. Um, so it kind of cut his run short. Um, he had a lot of issues in his prelim night, which is why he was stuck so far back to begin with. Would have been really, really cool uh, to see where he would have ended up. Chase McDermott missed the E main transfer by one spot. He also missed his prelim night feature transfer by one spot. Um, really unfortunate. Just bad luck for Chase. Got run over um, in his on his prelim night. Actually flipped on like the second lap of his heat race. And then uh, in the E main was running third and then got plowed into as well. So that was kind of unfortunate deal for Chase. But definitely an impressive debut at his Chili Bowl. And Bill Baylog. We're just gonna we're gonna talk a lot about Bill Baylog this of this podcast because uh, he's actually or he was racing tonight. I think he was a scratch. That's just um, like a word. It's just Bill Baylog. Oh yeah, this the, re- the rest of the show is just <laughs> Bill Baylog. Um, no, but he won his qualifier on his prelim night, um, and then I think he got punted by Aaron Reitzel in his feature uh, and finished eighth in the D main, um, on championship Saturday. Uh, would have really liked to see where he'd ended up if he had run that fifth or sixth where he was at in that feature on Friday. It was his prelim night. Uh, really would have liked to see where he would have ended up on championship Saturday. I really think he could have made a, at least a C or a, uh, even a B main. Um, if not an A main, who knows? Um, Bill's a wheel. So that was very impressive. And obviously he had the famous quote now, um, I'd have run him over if he passed me. So um, he has clarified since then that that was a joke, um, and he was just talking smack. Um, but I saw a whole lot of purpose in his eyes when he looked right into the camera. Um, so, but Bill, you're our hero, and again, we're going to talk about him a little bit later on as well. Uh, Brandon Whalty, um, who was a former Badger Midget champion, Will, our usual co-host, um, who had something going on today. That's why he's not here. Um, but he was down there working with Brandon Wilty on his car, um, took, took took a heat race win, and finished 13th in the C-Main. Um, so very, very impressive uh, from the dude from Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. Very, very cool to see. And then Daniel Robinson. If you would have told me that Daniel Robinson would have been the best out of the Illinois, Wisconsin, like people that we know, quote-unquote, contingent uh, down at the Chili Bowl, I would have said, who? Uh, because nobody know, nobody knew who Daniel Robinson was uh, before the Chili Bowl, including myself. Um, and then just in his heat race, I think he passed Sammy Swindell, or his qualifier, passed Sammy Swindell for a transfer spot, I think. For third in his qualifier, so it would have been the transfer spot. Um, passed Sammy Swindell and gave him the bird, um, and it was fantastic because he said afterwards it was great watching it because he was driving one handed at the chili bowl and flipping off slam- Sammy <laughs> Sl- Sammy Swindell out of his uh, out of his car. Sure memes going around. Oh, there's so many memes. Um, but then afterwards, he said he wasn't even mad at Sammy, even though Sammy did brake check him a few times. He drove him really dirty. Um, but Daniel said, I wasn't mad. I was just happy that I passed Sammy Swintel. Because he said, he'd said he'd been racing against him for 40 years and, or 20 years and, and had never passed him. So, and he did it at the Chili Bowl, which is awesome. But Daniel finished, ended his run with a 14th place finish in the B main, which is unbelievably impressive. He's in the top, he was in the top, what would that be? 25. He'd be in the top 50 cars out of, or top 40 cars, top 40 cars 
out of the 309 present. Um, so that's very, very impressive. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. And in um, machinery that's not really up to where, you know, those top guys are. It was the same thing with Bill and uh, Brandon Welty. Those, you know, those guys were in not subpar equipment, but definitely nowhere near as good as a Keith Coons Motorsports car or a Dave Matt car or somebody like that. So uh, very, very impressive uh, from our local boys. And then uh, moving on from the Chili Bowl, because that's old news now. Nobody cares about the Chili Bowl now. Um, Rico I Ab- blocked it. What it, do you mean? That's actually true. Let's talk about that for a second. Because there was a night where I was at work, and I told you the Chili Bowl is on if you want to watch it. I don't remember who was racing. Was it Carter or was it Chase? I don't remember who it was. I watched, like, partial of both, like, the both nights that you yeah. were working. Because mm-hmm. each time you went on lunch, you're, like, just throwing I know on. you watched the night that Brandon Welty... And I think it was Brandon. Yeah, it had to be Brandon and Carter's night. Um, and then the Monday as well when Chase was running. All I can say is that turn four and everyone going straight into the freaking Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But, I mean, everyone crazy. hit that wall going yeah. from turn three into turn four. It's just like, bam. You're just like yeah. straight up hitting the wall. It was kind of rough those first. Or you're it was rough sliding those first everybody. Um, but I want to talk about that because there was a night where I told you I was on lunch break, I think. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, if you want to watch this with me. Tune in. And so she got on the TV. I was watching on my phone. Thank you, Flow Racing, for making that possible. <laughs> um, and I went back to work, and I kept getting messages, like, every oh. 10 minutes from Amy talking about what was going on. So it wasn't like she just tuned in to humor me while I was at work, while I was on lunch break or whatever. You watched that entire oh, yeah. rest of the night. So I think that's pretty cool. I'm pretty sure that one night I, when I was texting you consistently, someone ended up flipping, oh, yeah. hitting the wall and flipping. I don't remember what the uh, Worldwide Technology Raceway flip count was, uh, but it, I think it was up in the 60s or 40s or something ridiculous like that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty the, crazy. It just reminds me of that one IRA race that I sat there and watched when you were out of town and I'm like, bro... How many restarts do we <laughs> yeah. have to do yeah. in order to get one lap in? I'm pretty sure they did like three. Some of the restarts. kart racing was like that too. Oh at my Thunder gosh. Hill. It was just it was intense yeah. and annoying. And I'm like, I'm just <laughs> Those kids have no these? patience. <laughs> Those kids have no patience up at Thunder Hill. They just go. Um But moving on now, uh, Rico Abreu fired himself uh from Rico Abreu Racing. Uh, in order to make room for Jack Hoddenshield, who's going to run his last dirt dirt racing season, um, and I think it's his twenty fifth season, dirt track racing. I'm not a hundred percent sure about that, um, but he's going to run the Rico Abreu number twenty four, um, and Rico found a ride at the Works Limited fifty seven with Paul Silva as the crew chief. Now that. 57 car is not owned by Paul Silva. If you're thinking of the 57 that Kyle Larson drove all of this year, it's not the same car. It's a different 57, but it is still under the Paul Silva crew chief banner. It's owned by somebody else, Works Limited. So um, Rico, obviously, just being a good guy, um, saw that Jack wanted to do one last hurrah, wanted him to have the best equipment that he could possibly have, so he basically fired himself and open up the ride so that was really really cool um and it just kind of improves the whole good guy rico thing um which he is he's a really good guy i've talked to him before he raced at dodge county um in an ira race a few years ago 
and he actually flipped on like the third lap or something like that. They fixed the car, brought it back out, and he drove through the pack and won the thing. So, oh, I remember you telling me that. Yeah, it was insane. It was still it was one of the best racing memories I have with my grandpa. Um, just watching him come off at turn number four and slice through. I think it was Scotty Neitzel and Mike Reinke just split the pair of them and just go, I think it was to get third place or something like that. It was just ridiculous. It was the coolest move I've ever seen in a sprint car, and I'm not exaggerating. Um, but, yeah, great job, Rico. Good luck to Jack Honshield uh, this year. And for those of you who were worried that Rico, Rico's going to Kyle Larson's old 57, no, again, it's a different car. There is still the Paul Silva-owned number 57 that Kyle Larson will race a lot this year when he has the time. So it's not – that doesn't affect Kyle Larson's schedule at all. Um, Paul McMahon was out of a ride after last season. He's going to get a ride with CJB Motorsports um, to run a true outlaw, quote-unquote, schedule. Love to see him come up and run some IRA races. I think that would be really cool. Um, and then Brent Marks is staying with CJB Racing in the number five car and we'll run the full All-Star Circuit of Champions schedule. The All-Star Circuit of Champions just picking up drivers left and right and really good drivers as well. The Rookie of the Year battle there between Tyler Courtney, who you talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whenever whenever you see a number, an orange number seven, you're like, is that Tyler Courtney? <laughs> um, and, uh, but the Rookie of the Year battle between him and Bill Baylog, I think, is going to be really, really intense. Um, and then I just have in here that Bill Baylog's a legend um, because – his stuff at the Chili Bowl was awesome. And then now this weekend, he's struggling a little bit in it. Um, he got it together a little bit last night in the feature, but I think there's just a lot of car problems. Um, on the Mark Dobmeyer Buffalo Wild Wings number 13, uh, he's running out at the Wild Wings shootout right now. And the feature is actually on track right now. Corey Lyson's winning. DJ Nettles in second. Holy crap. Good for you, DJ. Um, and then Dominic Selzy's in fifth. I know. I love him. I know. It's Amy's favorite uh, sprint car driver. Sorry, Sean. But I yeah. think it's true. And Robbie. <laughs> and Robbie. No family yeah. interference. Yeah. Uh, but that's very cool for Paul. Um, I know you're not familiar with that situation, but he basically left his ride last year because he couldn't bring enough money to the table mm-hmm. to, in order to keep the team afloat Jeez. so that the team could go look for somebody who had more sponsorship mm-hmm. and more money to bring. So he kind of backed out of the team on his own accord. So um, that was pretty cool. Uh, from I mean, Paul, good for him. yeah, and I'm glad he found a ride with somebody that can afford to pay him uh, to be there. So that's great. Um, and then <laughs> we've got a ton of schedule releases, and I'm gonna wait until Will comes next weekend to go through the MSA schedule because we both saw it and were very disappointed, <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, we decided to make our own dream MSA schedule. Um, and this is like. We're using all the dates that are confirmed for this year are in there. And these are just like little tweaks and little added races here and there that could make could have made the schedule amazing yeah, instead better. of instead of like meh. And same I know location, that, same location. Oh, one location. Yeah, and of course as soon as everybody started complaining about it on Facebook, including myself, uh, they they added, added Outagami on June eighteenth and then two dates at Angel Park. Um, oh and there's still one more date. Uh, yet to be confirmed on July 3rd, which is usually the Pepsi Nationals, mm-hmm. um, which the MSA was on the card for last year just for the Friday race. So I'm assuming it's going to be the Pepsi Nationals again. I think they're just probably waiting on Angel Park to confirm that. But um, it was nice that they added those three races, which are two very, very good tracks. Would still love to see way more races out of Gamey. I 
freaking love that track. It's so, so good. There's a really good Mexican place right there. Um, <laughs> Sean which, Ray uh, Yeah, shout out to Sean Ray Hall and Hunter, Hunter Schoenberg. They know about that place. And, and Trevor Frank, I think, as well. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that could have been... There were so many little things that I saw in there. I was like... Man, if you just followed the IRA to this place, or if you, you know, if you had a couple more double headers, but it is the way it is. Um, they do what they can, um, but again, I'm gonna wait until Will gets here next week so we can talk about so that schedule. Angel Park is gonna be open now for racing next year. Well, that's I mean, or are they still on the bricks of being confirmed or not? I, it's confusing because Angel Park is on the schedule. It's like All Star Circuit of Champions scheduled Angel Park. Mm-hmm. The IRA scheduled Angel Park. I'm assuming Badger Midgets are going to schedule the heck out of Angel Park because usually they run there every other week. Mm-hmm. Um, the MSA scheduled it twice. So to me, that says, that's a, a blatant right. yes. However, if you look at all of Angel Park's social media and there's their website, things. there's nothing, nothing on there. Mm-hmm. Nothing. No schedules, nothing. So I'm like, okay, either they're waiting on like one date that's like yet to be confirmed with a sponsor or a series mm-hmm. or something like that. But the whole Dane County, the Dane County and the Sun Prairie Homeowners Association hate Angel Park. They hate it so much because the Angel Park's been there forever. And Mm -hmm. then Sun Prairie kind of got built around Angel Park. So there's all these new homeowners there that are like, this racetrack. It's been there forever, dude. Like, just calm down. Um, and also they never race a full season. However, there was some rumors that they were going to get a promoter that wanted to do a full season, like right. every week, every Sunday. Um, I don't know if that's happening. That would be insane. I'd love to see Badger Midgets there every single week. Um, that would be fantastic. But again, I don't, there's been nothing said from Angel Park themselves, only from series that have scheduled it. So mm-hmm. I would assume that yes, it's going to race at some point. Um, but the whole Dane County situation with COVID is really bad too. So um, you know, we don't really know. Um, Thunder Hill Speedway released their 2021 schedule. Let's see if I can find that right here. I will be on the call, uh, for their storm series events. Once again, I had that confirmed yesterday. Um, I don't even think I told you about that. Um, but yeah, I talked to, uh, Chad Cummings, the owner of Thunder Hill Speedway. Um, and I will be on the call. Uh, for that and apparently they're looking at getting someone to co-announce with me and maybe we can do some interviewing swapping stuff where one of us has a wireless mic down in the infield it's gonna be fantastic i'm so 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 excited um uh to get up there again that racing was fantastic last season um they have seven i believe one two three four five six Seven, yes, seven Storm Series races, which are obviously highlighting the 500cc Outlaw Cart Division. 1,000 to win every night for the 500cc Outlaw Carts, uh, which is in freaking sane. And then, of course, they have the um, Outlaw Cart Nationals August 3rd and 4th, uh, which is their two-day invitational. I can't wait for that. That was so much fun last year. I know you stayed home, uh, but you should probably come up this year. We'll ask. We'll have you ask off for that day. Um, that should be really cool. Um, and there's a lot of cool things happening as well. There's a September 10th and 11th Wisconsin Dirt Track State Championships, quote unquote, uh, which is just kind of a, I think it's a non-points race, but it's going to be money show with added classes, all that good stuff. They also added our box, um, to their classes list, um, for 2021. Um, and obviously there's 500 open wing flat cart sportsmen, which I'm 
so excited to go watch again. Those things were awesome last year. Uh, 250 intermediates, box stock, junior wings, and then uh, rookie cage. So, and it'll all be on flow racing. As long, I think they have to get uh, 15 confirmed 500cc outlaw carts. Um, they will still have the class no matter what, but they need um, 15 minimum to justify uh, having sponsor and flow racing commitments, which sucks, but it's just the way it is. Flow racing's got to make money off of it too. So, um, Oh, and now Buddy Kofoid's leading again. Shocker. That guy's insane. We're going to end up talking about another Buddy Kofoid win by the time this this podcast is over. Um, and then Wisconsin Wingless Sprints released their 2021 schedule as well, as well as MOA, Midwest Open Wheel Association. Uh, we're going to talk about those when Will comes back um, next weekend. Both of them pretty good schedules, actually, for uh, the what the what the series actually usually do. Um, but I think it's just going to about do it for our qualityfreightrate.com news. Once again, you can use code TEAMMAS for 10% off your first shipping quote at qualityfreightrate.com. You should absolutely do that. Um, results, not much. <laughs> Racing's like back like this week. There just hasn't had that. There hasn't been that much this past week, but there's a lot happening this week. Um, but Buddy Colfoy took the win at um, Arizona Speedway in night one of the Wild Wings shootout. Picked up a cool $7,000 um, for him and uh, the Reinbold Racing number 19 team. Um, I think that's just about it. Obviously, the Chili Bowl happened and all that good stuff. Um, the racing down under is pretty much done as well. But yeah, Buddy Kofoy took the win over Donnie Shots and Carson Macedo, who had a hell of a battle for the second place. Carson lost out by three thousandths of a second. I just looked at the results and realized that for the first time. I, th- I saw it was close, but I didn't think it was that close. Um, our boy Bill Baylog. Um, struggled all night with motor issues and then went out uh, for the feature and went 23rd to 16th and picked up the hard charger. So good job for him. I think he scratched for the feature tonight. Um, and they're back green. Kofoid's leading. Lyson's in second. Dominic Selzy is sixth. I think so. He went back spot. Sorry, babe. <laughs> he just needs to start his talk with truck and then we can talk. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, but now I, I kind of want to get your thoughts on your first real, it was more of a half season, because mm-hmm. especially with COVID and everything, we didn't really get the full year, but even then you came in a little bit after it started, because right. we started, when did we start dating? May? June. June? June. June. So, think yeah you kind of started you came you went full bore after like during june yeah. after we actually started dating dating yeah. before that it was just kind of like you i just talked about it and you listened yeah. or didn't listen um but i think i think it'd be cool to get your perspective on it after your first like season following right. dirt track racing and being a actually a part of a team really <clears throat> well like i knew about dirt racing before that too not like full-blown mm-hmm. obviously my uncle went to a lot of robbie's races um because he lives in hartford so like around that area mm-hmm. if he was available he'd go but i mean it it was definitely an experience um <laughs> definitely a lifestyle like i definitely have to get used to i'm not used to coming home with two pounds of dirt on my hair and <laughs> blowing my nose every 20 minutes. But yeah. I mean, I had a lot of fun. Like I probably have met some of the greatest people and the most people I call family. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you're 
first time you get your podcast, you're like, I'm having my friend Wilkmore. over. I'm like, well, I don't know who this is. <laughs> yeah. Of course, my father does, but I'm like, I don't care. Like, whatever. My dad's like, oh, you have Will Garrett's over? And I'm like, <laughs> Will, sure. you're famous. If you're listening, if you listen to this, Will, I know you never, sure. li- you never listen to your own podcast, but uh, you're famous, so. Right. And then, what was it? 141 was my first race? Yeah. That yeah, we went to, to Clash at the Creek. Yes. And it was a terrible race, but you still had fun. <laughs> it was a god-awful feature. It was. The Sport Mod A was actually good. Was we were there with Trevor? No, we were there with no, Will. We, that was the second time? Oh, we were there with Trevor for Clash at the Creek. Yes, we were there with Trevor for We were with Will for the IRA, IRA show. show. Yeah. Because the IRA show is like the week after, you yeah. introduced me to um, Sean. Sean, yeah. Sean and Jill. Yeah. And then... We it was on from there. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Every week somewhere, almost. Yeah, pretty much. Um, if I couldn't get off, you were down there. And what, you watched on Flow? Yep. Yeah. This, and I think we that's went a... to Georgia. That's a... Te- yeah, we went to Georgia. We were First supposed we to go to... for three races, but then all the scheduling BS happened down there with like... Um, the they had some hurricane or something like that. Well, there was, I think, a tropical storm that was supposed to turn into a hurricane. But right, like, but it just rained. Because it... Was originally we were supposed to do a Florida race that weekend. We were supposed to do. We got home from Georgia. Yeah. We were and Tennessee. To to Tennessee too. We were supposed to go we, four races. Yeah, but we yeah. ended up just going all the way down to Louisiana. Louisiana, yeah. Longest drive of my life. It was awful. Arkansas is terrible to drive through, by the way. <laughs> Nothing against Arkansas. Your state just sucks to drive through. Yeah. There's no service. And there was no land. service throughout the entirety of Arkansas. No. I didn't think that was possible, but it's true. <laughs> um, no, I. Everyone talks crap about Missouri, but I thought it was beautiful. Missouri wasn't that bad, especially when I know we didn't really go that far into it. But when I went down there for the Sprint Invaders race after that race at Cedar Lake, which is that's a drive because we you would go three hours north, north and, and then, then go seven driving. hours south or whatever it was, and um, it was a it was a fun fun trip and we had a good time. Uh, and Sean ran. Really well, uh, which was great. Jill broke her phone. Jill did break her phone. <laughs> Leaving it um, But it, I think it's trips like those, and that's why I never hesitate to do things like that. Because those are the trips where you fall in love with the sport. Like, yeah, going to Plymouth every right. week is cool. Um, but it's 20 minutes away. You know, it's, it's very easy and accessible to go there. I, I think the trips where it's a challenge, and when you actually... Getting there in itself is, a, is an accomplishment. And then... Then once you get there, you also have to perform and work and do really, really well. Right. I think that's that's where it's really rewarding. If like when we went up to Cedar Lake, I know it's only four hours or four and a half hours or whatever it was, but when you went there and ran as well as we did, that especially in the three sixty, that made it worth it. When you can go there and I know we we blew a right rear with like four laps into the race, right. but when we went twelfth, when Will and I basically put that car together ourselves, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, with Sean putting the wing posts on wrong, <laughs> we put them on backwards, so we had to flip them around. Um, but no, it's trips like those where it really makes it makes you happy and it makes you feel 
satisfied, I guess, with what you're doing. And it makes you fall in love with the sport that much more. And that's why I appreciate it that you took that trip with me to Georgia. And you, uh, where did we go? to Wilmot. I know Wilmot's not that far, but it's two hours and ten minutes or something like that. Just still a decent drive, you know, just to go to one race. I think what makes it worth it, too, is just the fact that I got along with everyone. Yeah, sure. Being around good people Not, like, everyone, but I think the fact is, like... Me and Jill hit it off really well. Me and Sean hit it off really well. Me and Will are really good friends. Like, mm-hmm. just going to all those races and me finally, like, being able to, like, go over there and be like, sup, Jill? Yeah. Or just yeah. being able to talk to drivers. Yeah. And, like, you running around with me, introducing me to all these drivers. Like, then I'm just not, like, the stranger. No less, oh, wow, that's Amy Lauren's fiance. What's he do? <laughs> like, no, that's Amy. It's not just... I'm Lauren's fiance type It's thing. people that you know. And I know one really cool example of that was we just – I just posted a picture of that. It's a great picture that Emily Schwanke took of us talking to Jack Vanderboom and Tim Tischendorf. Tyler Tischendorf's dad who's now part of Team See, I, I totally forgot about that. Exactly. But then you saw the picture and you immediately connected it with that's the conversation that we had. And you sort of remembering what we talked about. It's those connections that you make with people in the pits that make right. dirt track racing so cool. And just grassroots racing in itself. And I got awesome. a ring out of it. So You did get a ring out of it, which is really, <laughs> great. But I think it just makes it all worth it, the fact that like it's not just a sport. It's a family. Mm-hmm. That's how Big I've time. looked at it. Like I would have never gone down to Louisiana for Sean and that team if I didn't <laughs> yeah. belong with them. Exactly. Yeah. Like... I mean, I did it for them, and I did it for you, and to keep Jill company. But, like, the thing <laughs> yeah, is, Yeah, because like, Jill would have been outnumbered by a lot. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> of me, Randy, and Bob that going... That Louisiana <laughs> race, that whole weekend, was a mess. It was... Like, cr- it wasn't, like... It was disorganized. Oh, well, that was just that track. Yeah. It wasn't even... USCS, apparently, like, that's not well, really... Well, no, none of the drivers were knowing what was going on. Yeah, we always we always usually wait until whoever in our group goes out there, but right. then nobody else knew what was going on, so we all just sat in the pits and everybody and was late. for the best. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but, I yeah. mean, the trip, it was all worth it, considering... Yeah, it's, we're, it's like a family. It's not just... Mm-hmm. Oh, well, the trip was a struggle bus. It was a struggle bus. The whole entire yeah. trip itself was a struggle, but... Like, where we are now, I think we're, you know, it's those, again, it's those trips that almost make Make you into the person Mm -hmm. that you are. Because it's those hard times or whatever that are really, you know, just important to who you Mm -hmm. are. But, again, the racing side of it is awesome. Like, the fact that you actually were invested and interested in Sean's season and Mm -hmm. all everybody's season, Will's season, like, you'd always ask, like, how'd they do, like, when Mm -hmm. I got back or... Um, text you know, you'd always, you'd always text Sean to <laughs> some motivational something. Oh, yeah. yeah. My <laughs> famous motivational yeah. quote I will not say so, on here. Um, yeah, but, but it was just cool to see you so invested after being in it such a short time. You saw your first IndyCar race, too. Oh, that was gnarly. That was awesome. That we're, was we're sitting gnarly. In, sitting in turn one, Will Power became a bulldozer. And just I, <laughs> everyone over. Will Power using his willpower. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> He, he he messed up how many people mm. that entire race. I mean, it was not, it was cool to see considering like yeah, we weren't just in one spot. We were walking around all of Road America like in each turn. That's what's so great about Road America though, is because mm-hmm. it is open seating, so you can go anywhere. And the fact that that weekend was the first national level sports event completely open to fans with no restrictions. Oh. 
Yes. They wow. like they had to hand out you had to hand out masks and, you know, right. hand sanitizers and stuff like that. But we only really wore a mask when we went into the pit area. Mm-hmm. Every other time when we were up in the stands. Or in the concessions. Yeah, or in the concessions. That's, that's when we put our masks on. But, like, when we were just walking around, everybody's really courteous. Everybody gave you your distance. I swear to God, I didn't hear a single case that there happened. 60, out there were 60,000 people there. Yeah, there, and there, there was, was a no, lot of people there, and there was no cases. No cases. So I think it that shows that local dirt track events, too, are very <laughs> – it's very easy to do them and not – be at risk. Like well, obviously, I think you're it's always just people just need to start being cautionary. Like if the problem, the the issue is now is like everybody looks back at Knoxville at the Knoxville Nationals yeah, and saw that huge outbreak, it but it was literally from one, one bar. bar. And it's like everybody went to Dingus, so everybody got COVID. But, so right. and everybody shared drinks and whatever, coughed on each other, and you know stuff. So that was a very unique situation. I have not heard a single peep. Out of any Anyone other race, out of the enough. thousands of races mm-hmm. that were held this year, maybe even tens of thousands of races How that many were held. Were at Plymouth? Oh, the for the race Rudin race? Mm-hmm. Holy crap! I don't. You were. I think you were working. No, I was there. Oh yeah, no, that was the that was the weekend after. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was like because they they had that race on a Thursday, and then the Rudin race was my I last was. night working. There. Yeah, yeah. The Rudin race was my last night working at Plymouth, but. <laughs> I gotta think about that for a second. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, they had unlimited. They had a what was it fifty percent capacity in the stands, something yeah. like that, and then unlimited pit passes. So there were thousands of people in the pits. Everybody gave everybody else a wide berth in the stands. Everybody spread out just enough oh, yeah. to be with their crew. But if you look at the pictures, like there's one picture that I posted on Facebook when I said my goodbye to Plymouth and everything. And it looks like the stands are full. full. It looks like they're full. They're not, but it looks like it is. And the fact that there's nothing coming from stuff like that is amazing. And it was the same. I think it's just kind of now it's at the point where I think people just need to get on themselves. But it is what it is. Um, But, yeah, I think uh, thank you for giving your perspective Mm -hmm. on your first season of racing um, or watching racing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, maybe you'll race someday. I know no. your dream was to be the next Danica Patrick. Or the, or, no, uh, the first, the first, Dana- the first woman in NASCAR and Danica Patrick ruined it for you. Yeah. And then she dated Aaron Rodgers and now all of that's a problem. <laughs> so. You got that right. All right, folks. Well, I think we can go to sign off here. Um, Will always says talk to you next week. So if you could say talk, talk to, you, to next- you next week, <laughs> keep it flat out. <laughs>